Hey guys, hey. welcome back to Pretty Social Podcast. We're so excited for this episode. Yes, um, kind of. Kind of? Yeah, Ooh. it's a bit of a downer It is. It's, it's, I think it's going to get deep. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I'm kind of struggling right now. I'm like in this weird position mm-hmm. where um, I used to be someone who always watched the news mm-hmm. all the time. Like, every single day, I wanted to keep current on what's going on in the world. Like, I didn't want to be so oblivious and not know what's going on. So every single day I would watch the news. Mm-hmm. Then I started to feel like it was getting, um, just like it was weighing me down. Mm-hmm. Like just in taking all the terrible things, because news essentially is all terrible things. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really hear is. too much good news. But I just felt like it was stressing me out. Like I would lay in bed and when I was getting ready to like go to sleep and say my prayers, I would just, it would be so heavy on the mm-hmm. things I would hear on the TV or, you know, look up on the internet or whatnot. And I, I just like kind of went cold turkey last year mm-hmm. um, and just stopped watching the news all together. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't going to watch it on TV. Um, I was also on my social media fast. So obviously I wasn't seeing it there. I don't even have my news app on my phone. Like mm-hmm. I, I disabled that. Like I made it a, a point that I'm not no going to watch news. the news. <laughs> and then I felt like, really weird because I would hear people's conversations about things that were going on and I had no idea what they're talking about. Mm. And it really made me feel awkward because I'm like, I don't want to be one of those people who just can't have a conversation because I don't know what's going on. So now I'm like in this space where I finally um, recently started to try to watch it here and there just to kind of get caught up. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah, because like I want to protect. You picked a really bad time too to come back. A horrible time. (laughs) Like I'm getting on the on the news and they're talking about school shootings and kids killing teachers and um crazy police brutality and just all this stuff and i'm like oh my god this is why i didn't want to watch the news in the first place because it's always these terrible stories and it's like now i'm in this position where i'm trying to figure out how do i protect my peace where i'm not going to be stressed out and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um but i also you know want to be able to keep somewhat current yeah that is a tough one i think that it's always a lot. You know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. something going on. And mm-hmm. I think that for me, I feel what you're saying because I definitely have sleepless nights because of news. Mm-hmm. Like for me, anything that involves children, which I feel like is something going on every oh, day, I will not sleep. I yeah. will cry yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because it, it sticks with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can think of images that I've seen many years ago that are burned into my oh, brain too. you know that's really mm-hmm. unfortunate and it's so sad that you know that these things are being shared online um and just to share one thing that that is stuck with me and i i'm this is very graphic so yeah. i apologize but it was like a two-year-old being mm-hmm. beaten badly by a woman mm-hmm. and she was recording it i don't know if it was meant for like the dark web or whatever but somehow it made its way to facebook Somebody who I'm friends with shared it. And I was so mad at that person because I'm like, why are we sharing this? Just report it. Like, you know, I've seen a video. Somebody came and stuck a phone in my face and was like, look at this. And it was a man shooting himself. Um, You know, stuff like that, that I literally remember exactly what that child looked like. I remember exactly what that man looked like, where they were, everything. Um, And those things just stick with you. And I think that for me... Um, I feel a sense of guilt to not watch it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like it's a little bit of my responsibility to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
Like, for me to not watch it is to... Even though I don't think this is fully true, but I get the feeling that, like, if I don't know what's going on, that's my me saying, like... It's not my problem. It's not my like, problem. Don't it don't got mm-hmm. nothing to do with me because I know when it, if, it, if something like that ever did happen mm-hmm. to me, I wouldn't want people to just look away. Yeah, I would like, want, oh, well, ignore it. Yeah, it I would want people to make noise about it, but it's like, how much can you take? How much can you take? I feel like that's why I'm like, I need to balance it, so... You know, I turned on the news, I watched it, I'm like, you know what, maybe what I'm going, maybe, I'm just thinking, (laughs) maybe I'm going to just maybe watch it once a week Mm -hmm. and just limit the time, like maybe 30 minutes or an hour once a week. At least I know current topics of what happened that week until the next week. Mm -hmm. That way I don't feel so detached, but I also, you know, am not, because I've been there before where I've had situations where I've seen things on the news and I'm like, I mean, I had one time, I was working at the group home, so I was probably like, 22 or something Mm -hmm. and I was um in their living room every all the girls went to bed all my clients and I was in their living room and I was doing homework and um I decided to pull up the Yahoo News I think it was at the time and um an article came up about a I think it was maybe nine month it was a young infant Mm. nine month um old baby being beaten like bite marks, beaten, thrown across the room, like all stuff that they found. And I actually got up and ran to the bathroom and threw up because it affected me that much. Like mm-hmm. I'm just thinking to myself, like, number one, how evil can people be? But it also rises the question, especially nowadays with social media, is the desensitization mm-hmm. of people when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Like you said, why are... and, and <sighs> I, I know that we want to bring awareness to things. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we don't want to um, ignore it as if it doesn't happen. But why are we constantly reposting people dying? Yeah. That it's bothers me because thing. if I, God forbid, was ever murdered, like, I don't want everyone to see my last moments of death. Yes, exactly. Everywhere for to everyone. To see me in the like that. Remember world. me like this, not out in the middle of the street, bloodied and yes, beaten. I don't want like, that. what? But people do it and and I've talked to people who do it and then they talk about it like so nonchalant <laughs> You know what I was about to say? Nonchalant. <laughs> nonchalant. 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 <laughs> But they, they, they act like mm-hmm. they don't care. Mm-hmm. They act like Like they're talking nothing. about a basketball. Did you see that game last night? That's, listen, that's, that's exactly vibe. what it is. Did you see that video? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, I, I honestly don't want to see it. And, I, yeah. and again, it's not me saying, like, I believe you. I believe you. Like, I believe it happened. It's all over the news. I believe it happened. Ugh. But I personally can't intake that because everything in my body, in my heart, in my mind is crying out for that person. Exactly. And you don't know what capacity, the capacity a person has that you're bringing that to. I remember it was so funny because mm-hmm. me and my cousin say, mom, we was talking years ago and we was talking about this conversation yeah. and our family kind of got freaked out because we said the same thing in unison. We was like, yeah. don't you hate like when people walk up to you and they say things like, did you hear about that baby that just 
died. And it's like, why do y'all do that? Why am I having a sandwich and chips at lunch and you want to talk about a baby being murdered as though we talking about the NBA finals? Yeah. Like, this is this is going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to sleep tonight and, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, actually, because I'm going to be thinking about, about something. And it makes it hard for you to sleep because it's like, how do I get in my bed all comfy and cozy and go to sleep knowing that there's children that. being beaten and thrown across the room or, yeah. you know, not even just and that and I talk about children a lot because I think that's the thing that like pulls that's like me the your most. ultimate sin. Like for me, when I think about like the ultimate sin, even though I know there's not the ultimate sin, right. but when I think about the ultimate sin, like the worst thing someone can do in my mind, it's abusing a child in any type of yeah. form or fashion, uh, physically, sexually, anything. Like anything. that just makes me stick to my stomach and it makes me actually want to fight that person, even emotionally and yes. verbally. Oh, like all, it all breaks areas. my heart, and I think it's because. Even though uh, there's a lot of adults who end up in situations that they're defenseless in too, but yeah, you think about a child and a baby just like mm-hmm. there's literally nothing a they baby can do, do when they're alone with an adult. No. Um, there was a story in this city where a woman was leaving her child at home with her husband and the baby, he threw the baby down the stairs because the baby was crying. Mm-hmm. The baby went to the hospital. They looked at the scar tissue and they, the baby had old scars. Yeah, it was happening all the time. It was happening all the time. And it's like, what What can you do? Mm-hmm. What can you do? You know what I mean? So it's like, um, you know, how do you stay away from it? Can you, I think maybe one thing you can do is like figure out how to give to these causes or help Mm -hmm. these causes without getting into the details but that's a hard thing too because I'm like well maybe my calling is social work because I have this attachment Mm -hmm. to children and helping them but I'm like I don't know how I would survive my first day (laughs) I I literally was in between that when I was going back to school I mean my heart was set on counseling but I I just wanted to be sure because I'm going back to school I want to make sure that I'm not just doing whatever Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to like think about it and it came down to counseling and social work like I knew that I wanted to help people Mm -hmm. no matter what I knew I wanted to do that and I knew that those would be the two areas where I can make a huge impact but when I looked at social work I'm like I I I just personally I'm not built for it I can't Mm -hmm. because I am too emotionally involved in everything like I will watch the news and cry. I'll watch a commercial and cry. Like, <laughs> I just couldn't see myself being able to walk into, like, a house where I am have clients and I have to, like, do evaluations as a social worker mm-hmm. and see the conditions that a lot of people live in and be okay every night going home and yeah. just being okay. Like, not to say that as a counselor you won't, you know, hear some terrible things, mm-hmm. but I just, I see myself in that realm more. But that's why I joined, like, that's why I wanted to go forward with counseling because I knew that, okay, I have a passion for people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've said before in other episodes, like, I'm a hippie. I want everyone to, to be at peace and, and love and, and wholeness and everything. Mm-hmm. So I know that, like, my contribution to that in that way will definitely help impact some lives. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully that trickles down yeah. and I can impact their lives and their they can become whole and they can go impact other lives and, and, and trickle like that. I feel like that's how, you know, we always talk about these terrible things that happen in the world. And it's like, how do you change it? How do you change it? And it's like, number one, you're never going to fully change it. Right. It's just the world where people world. are just, some people are just so evil and you're not going to be able to eradicate that. Mm-hmm. But I do believe we can make huge strides to change things, but it has to be the people that are outraged mm-hmm. to do something about it. Yeah. When you're outraged about, you know, police brutality, 
then, you know, maybe we need some people who have such a passion in that, that they go into the police force mm -hmm. and they change that structure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, social workers, everyone. Like, if you're outraged about that, go into that field. You know, go into politics. I know yeah. not everyone is cut for that, but you want to talk about how corrupt the government is. They're mm -hmm. corrupt as heck. Yeah. You know, we need people who are passionate about that, who don't want to just be here taking people's tax dollars yeah. and get rich and do nothing about, like, true change like yeah. we want stuff to change but we can't just keep talking about it like yeah. you have to find a way that you can contribute to it mm -hmm. in any way or for like i know it's not i'm not trying to say it like it's so easy like just go right. do this but you know even like you were saying find a way to you know maybe donate to a cause like maybe you know someone in your community there's someone in in our community who i went to, who went to high school with who's um getting into politics and um, he's a great guy. And I'm like, you know, if he does this, I'll definitely support him. Because it's like, I want to see that change. Mm -hmm. I want to see people who are really passionate about this. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about um, earlier about the the um, video of the baby being beaten and stuff. And you were like, it was being recorded. And who knows what it was for. Maybe even Dark Web. That makes me so mad because it further um, concludes how just evil and corrupt our government is because mm -hmm. the government can shut down the black web in an instant easily the government can do it in an instant but they make too the much money from they're it. making money off it <laughs> yep. it's these rich people these mm -hmm. millionaires and billionaires and i'm not saying all of them obviously i'm not saying all of them but it's these millionaires and billionaires it's these huge companies it's these politicians who are literally people profiting off of human trafficking and drug uh, epidemic and everything else they're making money off of this so they're not going to shut they're it down shut they're going to come on tv and talk about oh my god we just we're, we're trying to find ways to fix you're not trying to find ways to fix it mm -hmm. you're literally sitting here doing you're reaping the benefits yeah. of other people's pain exactly yep and they do it right in our face and that's why community is so important yes. and that's why the conversation about des desensitization mm -hmm. if that's a word is that a word desensitization okay yeah. desensitization is you're, you're just saying <laughs> Am I saying it right? No, you're saying it right. Oh. <laughs> just, saying, just to make sure. <laughs> Desensitization. The conversation is so important because like you just said, it takes outrage. Yes. But if you start to see something over and over and over and over again every single day, you're not. it's, it's going to take a lot more to outrage you. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that I remember back in the day, like when I was first grown, 19, 20, whatever, mm -hmm. um, and you heard about Trayvon Martin, you yes. know, and you hear about mm -hmm. um, stories like his and you like, wait, what? Yeah. A school shooting? what but now i can i promise you and I, I don't think i'm desensitized to videos and stuff but i am slow, slightly desensitized to headlines mm -hmm. you know what i mean like oh i'll see something like oh this boy was something something happened to him and i'll just scroll past it because i'm like i cannot yeah. but i i don't get outraged at the headlines anymore and it's because they're always there and back to money um and trayvon martin I cannot remember what uh, news outlet. I want to say it was MSNBC that yeah, aired yeah. the whole story. But they talked about they had the highest ratings of all time for that story. Mm -hmm. And so it became a trend. Like, yeah. it became, well, it's not new that this is happening. But it's new that we're going to report it, report, report. Because we hit the jackpot. Money. They're going to make money off it. Exactly. They don't care. That's the thing is like that frustrates me is like these news outlets they don't care they just put their biased opinions out and they just say whatever they want to say to make money off it because they know they get the better ratings mm -hmm. you know it's these governments that act like they're gonna put all these laws in place but it's really the government that's perpetrating all these issues from they're happening. They're playing in our you're face. You're literally <laughs> you're literally setting up the system for people to fail. 
you want people to stay in poverty. You want people to stay in their place so you can continue to have more power. Yep. And then you throw us little crumbs like, oh, 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 we're Here's so sorry for you guys. Oh, we want you guys <laughs> to have a better community. No, you don't. You don't. You want us to be in total disarray because you guys. Don't have a heart for people. You don't have a heart and for people. And you can't. It's really hard to get into those fields when you do have a heart for people. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard many times about social workers getting into that field mm-hmm. and then you're made to feel like you're going against the grain if you try to do the right thing. Like, we just had a conversation about um, stories. You was telling me, like, Mm -hmm. about, like, uh, social workers um, going to homes and checking them out, Mm -hmm. and then you come back and find out that the person had been dead for two months now. You know what I mean? And you were putting in paperwork that they were fine. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, they this is what they do. So if you come in there and you're all, we're going to really make change and you're really going to, and they looking like, yeah, you know, you making more work for us by taking that child from that home. And now we got more paperwork to do. And now we got, you know what I'm saying? Cause they, they concerned about that they're instead con- of concerned, concerned about, about a child's things. life. And it's like, it's crazy. And it's sad that like, I think like you brought up a cop going mm-hmm. into the police force mm-hmm. to make better change. But how do you do that when you go into a fraternity, a yeah, gang of bullies? A whole union. Yeah. And who... they're like, we ain't going to have your back if you go up against us. Exactly. When we go get called and there's a shooting, we ain't going to, we're going to look the other way if you get shot. And that's hard. That's a lot it's of pressure. It's very difficult. It's a lot of pressure, but I feel like when more and more people who have the good heart, who have the right mm-hmm. mindset, you know, start to band together and, and find other like-minded people, like, that's when it's going to create the change. Because yeah. then these people aren't going to be able to do as much corrupt things mm-hmm. as they were and getting away with it. Yeah. And it's like, but... And again, like I said, it's, not, it's easier said than done. It's not going to be an easy thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously take it with a grain of salt. You have to be careful because you don't know if your life's in danger exactly. with it. But... I just, I just wish that we would just stop always talking about things and just find, find a way to even get the most minimal way. Even if it's I'm going to volunteer at, you know, a, a community center for kids. Like whatever small Something little small. thing you, you don't can have to dedicate do. your entire yeah. life to, you know, child abuse or Black yeah. Lives Matter or whatever cause, you know, but something small. Um, I've definitely gotten fully invested in some cases Mm -hmm. like change.org or, you know, other places like that to where you can donate, you can help, you Mm -hmm. can repost to get the message out there to, you know, just help with certain situations. I remember um, really putting a lot into, I cannot remember his name. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. But there was a guy who was in prison for some like nine years or something Mm -hmm. for rape. And all evidence pointed to the fact that he didn't do it, you know, and he ended up getting out. Like he ended up getting out that year and it was, it felt really good. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, what's next? (laughs) So you get excited. But, you know, I love to get involved in small ways like that. Like, there are people who, you know, like Sean King. I don't know if you follow him, but I unfollow him because I said, listen, sir, you cannot. Even his wife was like, I don't follow you (laughs) (laughs) because you your page is very depressing. But he went through something extremely dark and traumatic, which is what fuels him Mm -hmm. um, to do the things that he does. But you don't have to be Sean King. You don't have to fully commit your life to a cause. But there is something small that you can do to help. Something small or just supporting the right people. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I feel like people just need to be more considerate, even when we're, and, and this is kind of going all over the place when we're talking about everything, <laughs> but even like with voting, like, and I'm going to be honest, there's been times where I haven't voted, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be honest, and people are going to be like, oh my God, and I'm like, okay, but it's also my right as well, but whatever, it's not this conversation, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's the face I'm getting, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just going to be honest, I mean, I, 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 I agree with voting, but there's been times where it's been so hard for me, I just didn't. But I also know how important it is. And I understand that even when you don't vote, there's still other people going to be voting and their votes are going to be counted. So it's like you got to make a decision. But when you're making a decision, don't just base it off of, like, the crowds. Like, really take into consideration, like, who are these people? Right. What are their policies? What do they stand for? What is their track run? You know, what have they been doing with their life? What policies were they co-signing with? Does that line up with my values? Mm -hmm. And obviously it's going to be hard because a lot of them are corrupt, so you don't know what they're saying or anything, but it helps you to better understand who you want to support and who you're putting in power. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you're putting them in power, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and I think that will create change as well when we're just more conscious about what we're doing. Yeah, and I think it starts from the ground up. Like, a lot of people don't do, like, midterm elections and yeah, stuff. And I think exactly. that we already... They, 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 these, these people, when we vote in... If I can stop stuttering, because of what? Okay. What just happened? <laughs> okay, anyway. When we're voting for Congress, yeah. House of Representatives, voting for the President and stuff, yeah. we've already let them get far up the political oh, chain. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even know. You know what I mean? So it's like when you do like the smaller elections, you're voting for judges, you're voting yeah. for a Senate, you're voting That's for so governor. You know, those are the people who are going to be eventually up in those higher seats. Yeah. So it's like we have to uh, to get more involved. Like it's, it's so hard to you when you're presented with... Um, <laughs> I was trying to think, who was it that Barack Obama had to beat his first term? Oh, um, um, Lord Jesus, I know. I see his face. He's an old white man. <laughs> that is, you did not narrow it down at all. I see his face right it, there. It, it's not Al Gore. That was no, before no, him. No, no, oh uh, He gosh. was the one that fought in the army or military or whatnot, and they were talking about something, something that, I don't know. She it said it was an old white man. There's trillions <laughs> that of old really white men who ran for president. Yeah, a little shorter, kind of a little hunchback, less hair. The old man, Bernie the Sanders. Old... No. No, no, no. He was Democratic. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> okay, let's Google it. John McCain. John Is McCain. That it? Yes. So you see John McCain and Barack Obama and... You don't know their history. You didn't get to yeah. know them. We don't have very much time to get to know them. We don't know yeah. what they was doing in college. We don't know what they was like as kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess like if you were involved when they were younger and they were mm-hmm. climbing up their way yeah. up, you know what I mean? From wherever, you know, if you lived in that state, you mm-hmm. could have been, you could have stopped them from ever getting yeah. all the way up that chain. You know what I mean? If you didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where it starts. It starts at home. It starts with who's running your city. Everything starts at home. Though. Everything. I yeah. Feel like even like, you know, the people who I, I definitely know I'm not there when it comes to desensitization because I mean, obviously, like how you were saying, like, it's almost like it's expected. Like, I, I expect to hear crazy headlines. Mm-hmm. I expect, and I hate that because we were just talking about that the other day when we were at the restaurant and how it's just like, you expect the worst to come again. Like, you get over something, like, you get over COVID, okay, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. You get over someone getting killed, what's the next thing? You get mm-hmm. over a school shooting, what's the next thing? And it's, it's just like, you expect it. 
but it still bothers me so much and I've never been the person and I will never be the person to repost a person dying. No. I am all for, you know, reposting a story to bring attention to it. Mm -hmm. I'm all for having dialogue and conversations about these things openly. Yeah. I'm not okay on any level with the whole, let's put this out on TV. Yeah, I, We were just at the restaurant and you're like, oh my God. And mm -hmm. I was like, what? And you're like, they're showing the whole killing on the TV on the in TV the restaurant. That I intentionally a... didn't watch. And there was kids around in the restaurant. And I'm like, why are we watching? Why are we watching? I had a move. on? Like, why is this on TV where anyone can access it, even if they didn't want to see that? Exactly. Because, the, and that's what I was about to say is that, like, we have, we shouldn't feel so guilty because we have to have some sort of peace and joy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I was listening to Overly Opinionated Podcast and uh, Savon was saying, like, we can all be miserable every single day if yeah. we just, if we want to, if we want to indulge in that. But mm -hmm. we have to, I remember being a kid, like, back in the day, things... And my daughter, I tell her, like, man, things were so different when I was a kid. And she's like, I wish we could experience that. Because I'm like, we used to be able to just go outside and walk to our cousin's All house and walk long. to the store and get candy. And you didn't have to worry about so many yeah. different things. Um, and I think that it wasn't constantly in your face yeah. every day. Kids are being kidnapped. Don't go to Walmart. They're putting perfume Can't in your face. Go to church. Sitting all on your car door at the gas station. It's oh, like something. you're terrified all the time. And it's like... Mm -hmm. In a sense, you kind of want to just block it out and just breathe for five yeah. minutes. Just be able to live for yeah. five minutes without constantly thinking about, you know, it's just hard, especially being hard. a parent, you know? It's like 10 million times hard being a parent and it's scary. And because you know, it's not just me trying to protect myself now. It's me trying to protect my child. And there's going to be times where I can't because when I send my mm -hmm. kid to school, I have to just trust and believe mm. that, you know, I pray over him every single day. But not only that, but I pray with him every single day. Like on our way to school, like we're mm -hmm. praying in the car on the way to school because I'm like, you know, and 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 not and not trying to say that as if like bad things happen because they didn't pray or bad things right. happen because like, bad things happen to everyone. Mm -hmm. But it's like I'm gonna do whatever part I can when mm -hmm. I'm not with my son to have him covered in prayer. Yeah, me because too. I can't be there if mm -hmm. there was a school shooting. Yeah, I can't be there if he's riding in the car with someone and there's a car accident. Like I can't be. I literally just had someone at my job who works at another office, and she was at our office last week, got into a car accident a couple days later and died. And I'm like, you can't, like, you can't protect people. You can't oh put them goodness. in a bubble. And it's like, it's scary in this world because people are careless. They're reckless. They don't take into consideration that their actions could potentially harm or kill another person. Um, and, you know, especially now that my son is a teenager and he's going to be 16 this summer and he's going to be driving. And I'm thinking to myself, that's even scarier because I'm going to entrust you to go out into this world and, you know, you, you have this more responsibility, but what if you did run into a cop who hated um, black people? What if you ran into some bad people who wanted to jump you for the $5 in your pocket? Like, yeah. that terrifies me. Yeah. It literally terrifies me, but I also know that, like, I just have to... I just have to pray about it. And I just yeah. have to talk to him about these things so that when he goes out in the world, he can be aware yeah. of his surroundings. Teach them to be smart. Teach them to yeah. protect themselves. Teach them to, you know what I mean? All the things we have to do. Because yeah. we're vulnerable too. Yeah. You know, yeah. just the same way. I'm sure like 
your dad like would be probably thinking some of the same thoughts like I got a daughter out here my like I chased someone down the street because of me. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Don't play. Oh, yes. Period. Yes. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> See? Like our parents look at us in the same exact way yeah. and we grown, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like it is difficult. So I want to switch gears a little bit because yeah. I think that, like, we talked about how this is, like, a new problem um, mm-hmm. for that millennials are more so facing um, Generation Y, I think it is, before. They kind of are new to it as well um, because you didn't have all of these news outlets. Yeah. Um, you did have the news, but we talked yeah. about how it was a time where you had to sit down in front of the TV when the news came on to see what was right. going on. It was, <laughs> it was not, much different. Yeah, it wasn't the freaking news app ding on your phone. It wasn't every time you open social media. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And so I wonder though, I was thinking about this earlier. Do you think that movies and video games add to desensitization? I definitely do. I think too, just because of this generation that we're talking about, the younger generation, mm-hmm. it's everywhere for them. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And it's even in movies. It's in the video games. Mm-hmm. And for like the longest, Nate was never allowed to play like I mean, he would play like Street Fighter, like Things yeah. like that, but he was never allowed to play like uh, Call of Duty and, and other games where it was like bloody. And he's still not allowed to play. Um, what is it? GTA? What is that? The, uh, yeah, Theft he's still not allowed to play. That's I'm like, you ain't about to be driving around stealing things and picking up prostitutes and whatever other things I've heard. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not letting you do that. I don't care. All your friends have like you're not going to because I do think that it makes you desensitized because it's, it's a video game. Not to say that I think every kid is just so blind to the fact that there's a reality and there's not, but mm-hmm. when you're in front of that all the time, yeah. you, you, you hear about it in school. You may have even faced it in school. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're facing violence at home. Maybe you live in a terrible community where you're hearing gunshots and yeah. police sirens all the time. Now you're getting on the game system that you know some parents don't regulate and they let their kids be on the games all day long mm-hmm. and you're playing those things and then you're going to watch movies like still I <laughs> people probably think like you're really strict but my son is 15 I don't let him watch just anything mm-hmm. like he's not just watching every he's movie still a kid. he's not he's watching not like if he wants to watch a rated R movie which is very rare that I will allow him it's only because I watched to see what it was first mm. before I let I'm not letting all that stuff because right now I'm his covering yeah like right now I am I am trying to do my best to protect him. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do my best to guide him. I'm trying to do my best to shape and mold him. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to protect him because when I was younger, even though I wasn't allowed to do these things, and, you know, kids can be sneaky, but I wasn't allowed to watch and listen to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were times I went behind my parents' back and did it. And I regret that because some of that stuff, like some of those old scary movies that I don't do scary movies anymore, but those things stuck with me from those movies and it affects me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want that stuff Mm -hmm. in your spirit. Now, when you're older, you could do what you want to do. But as you're covering right now, I'm trying to protect you um, and just keep you sensitive to these things. Like, I don't want you just to be numb to what's going on. Yeah, I think that that's very smart. I think that you're talking about him being 15. I love that because I think too many people, they get their kids turn 14 and 15 and they all start treating them like they're adults. Like yeah. they're still children. They're still we they're don't even fully does develop our common sense until 24, 25 yeah. years old. So Especially they still, for boys. Yeah. <laughs> they're way later than that. Like they yeah. take a long time to mature and, and everything. And it, it just, they still need guidance. They still mm-hmm. need help. You cannot just let them be off on their own now because they don't need you to cook for them anymore. They don't need you to get them dressed or bathe them anymore. There's still so many things, even in their early 20s 
20s. That's why I tell my daughters all the time, like, don't ever in life feel like you need to be in a hurry to start paying bills or Mm -hmm. get your own place. Like, I will never make my kids feel like... Oh, you're 18, get out of the house. You're 18, get out. Or even make it uncomfortable to where they're like, oh my God, I can't wait to get out of this house. Because that is how we literally get out here and fall on our faces. Because we're still babies. We're still children. This is way off topic, but... No, it's tying in. Yeah, it's tying in. But yeah, it's like... You know, they're still babies. They're still mm-hmm. children. They still need covering, even though they may think they are grown and they of know course. things. They, they think they do. Maddie right? 11 is, she swears she know more than me. <laughs> she tried to parent me and Darshan all the time. And <laughs> I, we'd I be see like, that with Maddie. Girl. <laughs> like, what? she just walked outside. Um, I can't remember where we was about to go, but we was all leaving. And she looked outside at the snow down the drive. And she's like, you guys, you know what? I don't think we should be driving in this weather. And I'm like, ma'am. She's just such an old soul. She is. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm pretty sure we would, we could make that decision ourselves. (laughs) Like, what? But yes, you know, they still need guidance. They still need it. Even into adulthood. I need my mom. Listen, I'm 32 years old. And I want to, you know, you want to call your mom like, what should I do about this? And it's like. And that's such a hard thing when you don't have that. Mm-hmm. anymore whether if they passed on or they're sick mm-hmm. or there's a huge distance and you don't have them it's like I do too yeah. I'm like I wish I could go downstairs and talk to my mom about things going on in my life but I know she can't help me in that mm-hmm. because of what she's dealing with so it's like you know you still long for that yeah. you still long we for still guidance and wisdom and you know it ties in because you know if we let these kids just do whatever and, and, and consume whatever in the world like they fall into the trap of that Ugh. you know they fall into the violence mm-hmm. they fall into um, the drugs and everything else the, the the bad lifestyles and things that will hurt them and hurt other people Man. because they're not having and this is not everyone but a lot of them don't have that foundation at home exactly. that's pouring into them that's encouraging them that's pushing them to do better yep. and it's like just go on do whatever just you go get do. the phone and they are they can watch as much youtube as they want they can watch as much anything as they want and they like you said they're the ones who go towards violence and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i remember my daughter maddie asked me or she told me one time when she was a little bit younger um a little kid that we are around sometimes came and I asked her like whispered to her like do you know what sex is Mm -hmm. and they were several years younger than her and I was just like oh my goodness this is what happens and then it's like you don't want to shelter your kids and be like well you can't be around them you can't be around them and I on one hand, I feel like it's kind of good because I'm like, I, I'm glad that she's comfortable to come yes, and tell me what's sure. being told to her because yeah. she's going to be exposed to it. You know, yeah. we cannot stop our kids from no. being exposed to other kids. Like, you just can't unless you literally, you're going to create a unless monster. Unless you put them, like, like <laughs> homeschool them and never, yeah, them, not never them. Yeah, let them leave. Terrible then they're going to go buck wild yeah. when they turn 18 anyway. So you yeah. wasted all your time. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think that it is, uh, it's very important to, to just watch what the kids are watching. And, and I brought that up because I think that I I asked my husband earlier when I was telling him about this episode like do you think that it had an impact on us 90s kids because you know are we living out some of the things that are a result from playing Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. from playing Grand Theft Auto from playing all those crazy games and me and him was kind of like eh because 
I don't feel like... Our games were much different back then. They're different back then. But even now, like, he has Mortal Kombat. We've played Mortal Kombat. And it's the craziest. The the fatalities are just insane. And it's like, if you watch those, I feel like I can watch 10 fatalities. I was telling them and go to sleep and sleep like a baby. But imagine seeing one of those fatalities in real life. You would not be able to sleep for years. You would be in therapy. So I kind of, like, feel like, I don't know... But then when you brought up Grand Theft Auto, yeah. I was like, I don't like the fact that they normalize, like, prostitution is just a thing. Yeah. Like, you could just like, see hey, hookers. We're just going to pull someone out of the car, punch him, and I never played it before. But I, I've seen, <laughs> I like... I used to be addicted. <laughs> really? Yeah. But, like, I would see, like, clips of people that pulling people out of the car, punching them in the face, stealing their car, picking up a prostitute, and I'm like... What in the I world used to be addicted this? to that game because I was a, a heavy gamer in middle school. Yeah. I always say I traded games for boys because like mm-hmm. I started feeling myself thinking I was cute. I started dating and I was like video games, <laughs> but I was obsessed. I had every game system. Mm-hmm. I had the newest, the latest, everything mm-hmm. all throughout middle school. Maybe a little bit of ninth grade, um, but I was obsessed with Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. I mean, like seventh grade. I was, and that's exactly the way you just describe it. Game. You stealing cars, and it's so funny because there's actual missions that you're supposed to do in a game. But a lot of people just get on there, just ride around, just punch people in the face, like just because you. That's just so crazy to me, and it's like Why I is don't that normalize I, exactly. I don't want that to be normal, <laughs> even though I understand it's a video game. I understand at some point you realize the the separation between reality and video games. But I think, mm-hmm. again, going back to this generation, that's, that's it's been in their face since they were one years old. They've yeah. been given tablets yeah. since they were babies. They've been had phones in their face when they were infants to stop yeah. crying. So yeah. they are literally growing up in this, and yes. they're growing up you know, where there's social media everywhere, where, it, you know, social media wasn't big until we were older. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you constantly have that stuff in your face, it messes up your mind. I mean, I think I said on one of the other episodes that, like, these social media outlets, they hire psychologists mm-hmm. on their staff to make it more addicting. They know how the brain works. They know what the brain, you know, feeds off yeah. of and makes you, you know, crave for more. Yeah. So it's like, let's make it this, let's make it that because it's sucking you in. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it's probably the same thing for the video games, the people mm-hmm. who put out video games. They find how it can be more addicting yeah. because that's how they get you on their platform. to get the money because that's all they care about. They don't care about poisoning children's minds. They don't care about normalizing violence. They don't mm-hmm. care about making you know all that stuff all they care about is how much more money can they get in their pockets how can they get you to buy the next game and the next game and the next game so it's up to us it's up to our community it's so important to have those communities and it's hard to find them like it's hard to find it because there are so many people who will come up to you i told you someone stuck a phone in my face and showed me a suicide someone you know me and say mom was saying oh, did you hear about that baby did you die like we have to stop doing that understand that everybody does not have the capacity to mm-hmm. talk about that and then go finish their lunch their sandwich at lunch yeah. like that's gonna stick with them for the rest of the day like yeah. let's try and be a little bit more sensitive try and be a little bit more kind and respectful to the people that are on these videos that we're showing just, just try to put yourself in that position and, and ask yourself, would you want that everywhere? You know, I understand we it's we probably can't fix that, you know. I wish there was one site that you could only post that stuff on and if you wanted to go actively see it, you can go to that site and do it. But unfortunately, I probably it's probably never going to stop. But mm-hmm. you can take a part in, in not sharing that stuff. You yeah. can take a part in, in just being mindful of that. And then also just, you know, Take time to think, like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Be what On whatever level you have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Small level, big level, whatnot. What can I do to try to make some sort of change? Yeah. Whether that changes in my home, whether that changes on my in my neighborhood, in my community, 
you know, however way. Like, mm-hmm. let's just let's just like let's just be try. kind and loving and yeah. and just understand this is humanity. Like, we all are living beings and we all have emotions mm-hmm. and we all like deal with stuff. Yeah, and, you know, just take that into consideration. Yeah, and one big role we can play, especially as parents, like we are raising these children. Yes. All of this is gonna sound so cheesy, but our children are the future. Like they are. they're all the future. So one day, all of these little people are going to be the adults that are out there doing good or doing bad, yeah. that are making the videos, that are in the videos. You know what I mean? So all we can do is try our best to make sure that they're not the ones out there raising hell and mm-hmm. and 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 continuing to keep this. This bad videos, this dis, de- I can never say it. Desensitization yeah. going on. <laughs> All right, y'all. I mean, I think we could talk about this forever, we just could. because there's so much. It's so weighty. There's so many different routes that we can go in this, but we're gonna cut, not cut it short, because it's not really cut it's short. Not short <laughs> it's not cut short. It's not cut short. We're gonna long. end it. We're gonna end it on that note. Yes. Um, we want you guys to join in the conversation. Please. I mean, do. we have Instagram lives on Wednesdays mm-hmm. off of our Pretty Social Podcast. Instagram, um, DM us if you're not able to make the lives. Um, we're on YouTube now, so, you know, put your comments on YouTube. Yes. Um, any way you can reach out to us, just to let us know what are your thoughts? Yes. How do you feel about this? Um, you know, what input do you have on this topic? Yeah. Um, and then also, this the description. But we can't talk <laughs> we today. Can't talk it's today. time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> the description has everything in there yes. to find out how to get a hold of us. So we thank yes. you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.